Hello and welcome. So today we have a guest and her name is Melissa. Melissa is a mental health therapist. Um, so Melissa, how are you? I'm good. This is exciting. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. So Melissa, would you be able to tell us a little bit about how it's been being a mental health therapist during the COVID pandemic? Sure. So, so, you know, when the pandemic happened, I don't think anyone really, you know, there were no guidelines of exactly how to be the best therapist that we could during that time. So I think a lot of us had to adapt and kind of learn what works for us and what works for clients, how to support them in the best way. And really, I have found myself using a lot of skills as well that I suggest for clients, like getting outside, don't isolate, you know, things like that. So I think there was definitely a learning curve. Um, but hopefully, you know, it seems like so far people have, the clients have adapted and they're, they've been easygoing and they understand that we had to do phone meetings for a while. So, you know, I think we've become more able to kind of meet the client's needs in a creative way through COVID. So, um, a lot of different challenges, but I think people are, are doing okay with it. Yeah, and I'm sure that it's starting to feel somewhat like a new normal now that we, you know, have been in the pandemic for two years and. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I find myself kind of, I've changed my, how I kind of start my therapy sessions, which is the first thing I like to ask is, are you isolating? Are you getting outside? You know, because it's like the, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were told, okay, you have to stay home, you know, stay on your couch don't leave, do this kind of thing. And now some people, my, and I'm guilty of this as well, you know, we become a little comfortable with that where now it's like, you have to not isolate. Are you taking walks? Are you taking care of yourself? You know, so it's kind of this interesting dichotomy that we're in. Yeah. And one thing that you mentioned that I can relate with as well is it's one, you know, it's one thing to tell people and suggest to people that they get out. And it's another thing to take your own advice sometimes too, is I'm so guilty of it myself. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I'll sit there and have a great therapy session and then be like, okay, maybe I should practice self-care too and not just do that. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of self, self-care, what are some self-care things that you have found that works for you during the pandemic? Ooh, that's a good one. So the walking is a big one. I know I keep talking about walking, but every night I take a walk with my husband. We walk the dog, phones stay home, and that's kind of our mindful time together. Um, but in terms of myself, you know, I'm trying to just slow down when I can and just slow my thoughts, do things one thing at a time, um, just little things that I find joy in. I'm trying not to rush, you know, even if it's eating a meal, if I'm eating a meal, I'm just eating a meal. I'm not doing 10 other things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing the pandemic has taught me as a therapist, which hopefully I'm instilling in clients as well, is to kind of take our time with things and prioritize ourselves and you know, do what you can to kind of make yourself happy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so important. And so one of the things that Melissa and I have talked about um, prior to her coming on to the podcast today is that Melissa is a trained DBT therapist. And so Melissa, I was hoping that you could explain to us a little bit about what DBT is. Yes, I love talking about DBT. I could talk about DBT all day. (laughs) So DBT is a wonderful program. It's an evidence-based therapy model 
created by Marsha Linehan, who has borderline personality disorder. So the model was actually created for clients who have BPD, borderline personality disorder, but um, you know, it can be used in different settings too. I don't think that's absolutely necessary to gain something from the model by any means. So I facilitated the DBT group for maybe four, three to four years at CMH. And really what it is, is it, in a nutshell, there are four uh, modules um, that help with relationships and distress tolerance and just kind of different ways to strengthen areas of our life to help when we're interacting with others or, you know, when you're really stressed and you feel so overwhelmed and you you just don't know what to do. What skills can you use? How can you get through that moment? So a lot of it is holding a mirror up to ourselves and saying, you know, I'm not the quote unquote victim here. I want to work on myself and how I can change my reaction to these things. So, and that's really hard to do a lot, you know, myself included, that's, it's hard to hold a mirror up and, and think about what we want to change and work on. But DBT really focuses on how we can kind of change our pattern and create something new. So it's really interesting. It's, it's a, it's tough work. It's not easy by any means, but it's, it's super, it just helps people so much. It really does. Yeah. And you're totally right. Looking, it's hard to look at ourselves sometimes and take, I mean, it's one, for one thing, it's hard to take constructive criticism from anybody, but sometimes it can be really hard to take our own criticism to ourselves and trying to improve ourselves. Absolutely. One of the best skills I like in DBT is the non-judgmental stance. And that is sometimes really hard for people because it's hard not to judge ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's like, especially if we've been doing that for years and years. I mean, undoing that thinking is, is where DBT comes in, but, um, it's a really good model, you know, we, cause there's the, the group session where the clients get to interact with each other and kind of have that sense of like, I'm not alone in this. And then there's also the individual therapy piece, which helps, you know, work on maybe individual things like, like, I don't know, whatever could be going on in relationships or, mm -hmm. um, anything like that, emotions, skills, so. So would you really? say that DBT is something that we could utilize in our everyday lives? Absolutely. I mean, essentially, there are, I don't know how many, probably 100 coping skills in the DBT manual. So I, I bring DBT in pretty, not every therapy session, but pretty much a lot of them. I at least bring, I pull some type of skill from the DBT manual into a session because there's something that's going to be helpful at that time, whether it's um, opposite action or, you know, there's so many ABC please skill. I mean, there's so many different ones. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I try to bring it into all my therapy sessions because really we can, I use these skills every day. It's taught me how to improve my life. So yes, we can absolutely use these in our daily life. So the two that you just mentioned, would you be able to talk a little bit more about those? Yes. So which ones did I just say? Opposite action, right? Mm -hmm. So opposite action is, um, oh, it's one of my favorites because it helps in so many different varieties. So opposite action essentially is, you know, whatever behavior that you feel like you are going to do negative behavior. So whether it, you know, sometimes people have come to me say, 
you know, I've been like punching my wall when I get really mad or I lash out at my significant other or um, whatever it might be. It's really just to do the opposite. And you can kind of change that word opposite with different. So just doing something different that will change. It's all about changing that pattern, changing that behavior. So if you're doing something different, you're already making an improvement. So if you get really upset and the first thing you want to do is yell at your significant other and you're able to kind of divert that and take a walk or, you know, sometimes I tell people just give yourself like 12 seconds to think, to, to decompress. That's a change. And that's a positive change that you can then repeat and kind of recondition that, that part of your brain. So, so that's opposite action. Um, I'm going to give you a different, I'm going to talk about the tip skill for the second one. Okay. I really like the tip skill if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so the tip skill I really like because it's more tangible. It's something you can actually do. So that's one I use a lot in sessions because it's more easy to, to grasp. Um, so it's, it's changing your body chemistry up. So it's a distress tolerance skill when we're stressed, when you're in the moment and you're just, you know, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of clients that I've worked with have had, I don't want to say like anger, but just some, some really emotional control difficulty. So the tip skill is, you know, you can put your head in the freezer or in a bucket of ice or, you know, do jumping jacks, um, some breathing. So it kind of, it's like, I don't have my manual, but. It sounds like grounding skills almost. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. I would say it definitely is. So, um, but that's a good one because I've had, especially some of my like um, early twenties clients, they can, it's you know, okay, I know when I get to this level, I'm putting my head in the freezer and it, it instantly calms you down. It's kind of like that feeling like if you accidentally um, like burn your hand on the stove, all you're thinking about is that pain, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, my, or if you're carrying a heavy couch, that's all you're thinking of. So when you do the tip skill, whatever else is going on, you're immediately diverted to how cold the ice feels or whatnot. So it helps bring down that intensity and you're able to kind of think more clearly and, you know, go on with your day and, and feel better about yourself too. Like, Oh, I was able to not get to that level. That's progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, with both of the ones that you just explained, they could really go hand in hand with each other that you could be doing both of these things at the same time, or you could just do one at a time. Absolutely. There's so many skills in there and mindfulness skills are kind of the core of DBT. And, you know, we tell, we tell clients in there, you can use those all day long. If you're in the doctor's office and you're waiting or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, they can be used all the time. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, they're, they're really versatile in that way. Awesome. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on here today and talking with us and everybody stay tuned next week and I will talk to you guys next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Monica.